Hey there, friend. You know, weight loss can be a pretty tricky subject, especially if you've already lost some weight and you're working on those last 10 to 15 pounds. It's definitely a different experience than when you're trying to lose the first 10 to 15 pounds. Lots of people have a whole lot of opinions, and it can feel pretty lonely to be working on those last few pounds by yourself. That's why I'm bringing back a beloved free training called Losing the Last 10 to 15 Pounds. We are going to talk about what losing those last pounds is, and more importantly, what it's not about. We'll bust through the myths, and we'll talk about what's really needed to lose those last 10 to 15 pounds. And finally, I'll share with you how to lose the last 10 to 15 pounds in a way that is loving and safe and healthy, and most importantly, a positive experience for you. I'll be presenting live twice on Tuesday, May 21st, 2024, once at 11 a.m. Central and the other at 7.30 p.m. Central. I'll answer your questions live and we'll have a great time together. But if you can't make either of those times on that day, I'm not going to leave you hanging. We are offering several watch parties through the rest of the week and even on the following Saturday. So come and watch the replay with other doctors and interact in the chat with them and my team. So either way, whether you come live or to a watch party, it will definitely be worth your time. All you have to do is register at katrinaubellmd.com forward slash lose the last. That's katrinaubellmd.com forward slash L-O-S-E-T-H-E-L-A-S-T. Now, please enjoy the show. You are listening to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast with Katrina Ubell, MD, episode number 254. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Busy Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Life and Weight Loss Coach, Katrina Ubell, MD. This is the podcast where busy doctors like you come to learn how to lose weight for the last time by harnessing the power of your mind. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating and exhaustion and move into freedom around food, you're in the right place. Well, hello there, my friend. Do I ever have a treat for you? Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here today. This There's just perfect timing today for this episode. If you are in the United States, then you know that two days from when this episode airs is when American Thanksgiving is our big eating holiday. I mean, we have lots of holidays where we like to eat, but Thanksgiving is really the big one that's so focused around food. And I have a great episode that's going to help you so, so much as you are heading into your Thanksgiving holidays if you are celebrating. And if you're not, we also have so many holidays coming up or events or parties or get togethers where eating is expected or often happens, particularly overeating, sometimes drinking more than we want and things like like that. And we're going to address all those things today. Okay, so today I am putting the spotlight on one of the amazing coaches who teaches and coaches within the Weight Loss for Doctors Only program. Her name is Sonia Manessis, and she is a wonderful human being in lots of different ways. But I, in particular, asked her to come to talk to us about cultural food expectations. She identifies as uh, coming from the Latin community, but this really, I think, applies to 
so many different cultures and really, you know, <laughs> anybody who experiences that culture of being expected to eat or drink and doesn't know how to work through it. So what we're talking about today on this episode is how do you live your life when it is expected of you to eat or to drink? How do you go visit somebody or go to a party or go to a picnic or celebrate a holiday, particularly with family, but maybe even like, you know, those friends that are like family, people that you really have a strong connection with, when you are expected to eat, and you don't necessarily want to eat either what they're exactly serving or eat in the way that they want you to eat, which is probably more than you would like to have. Like, how do you get through this? There's so many actionable things that you can apply and choose from what I want to suggest that you do is you identify which upcoming event that you have or holiday are you concerned about what are the issues you think might come up and then be listening for some potential solutions in our conversation that you can try as you are going through the rest of your holidays. So Sonia is a lot of fun as you'll be able to tell on our interview. And she yeah, she's just one of our great coaches in the program who just is a delight. And I know you'll love her as well. So please enjoy my conversation with Sonia Manessis. And if you would like to learn more about weight loss for doctors only, and how losing weight is different for doctors, what to do about it, then go to katrinaubellmd.com forward slash different. And I'll be talking to you in a couple of weeks. All right, I will give you my interview with Sonia. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Sonia, I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So excited that you're here. Okay, this is gonna be super fun. So can you just start off by telling everybody a little bit about you? Just help our listeners just get to know you a little bit. Okay, so my name is Sonia Manessis. I've been working with you since March of this year, and it's been a really great experience. So far, I have two children. I have two grown children. The oldest is 26. He just got married this year and my youngest is 21 and she lives here with me. She's in cosmetology school. Very excited about that. My husband, who we've been married for 26 years, he is a retired fire captain in the department here where we live. So I'm really familiar with like shift work and all of the emergency work and everything that that entails and how that like affects affects everyone <laughs> affects you and affects your family all of that so yeah that's that's my home life and my parents are from Colombia from South America and my husband is actually from Nicaragua and I've practically lived more years with his family than my own family <laughs> because we got married so young yeah so I definitely have experienced life living with in like the Latin culture and a Latin home and all of the, you know, expectations about like food and things like that. So it's been, it's been a really interesting experience. There is, I think that there is, well, I'm just so grateful that you would be willing to come on um, to talk about this. Cause I think there really are like nuances with each culture that make, you know, food and expectations and just everything around food a little bit different. But I think what is a common thread is that, pretty much everybody, no matter what culture you you identify with, or you, you've uh, spent time with, spent time in, everybody's got 
some sort of like food hangups and food expectations and areas where they struggle and they feel like they don't know what to do. Like they don't know how, how to get through it. And so I invited you to come on because first of all, you're awesome, but also <laughs> I want everyone to get to know you. But also I thought it was such a great opportunity for us to talk about how you handle food when there's like culturally specific like I said, expectations or traditions or things like that. And how can you work through something like that when, you know, you're trying to do something different, whatever that may be. And maybe it's the plan that, you know, we kind of help people with, although all of our clients have their own plan anyway, (laughs) it's all individualized to them, but like kind of, you know, how do you, you know, really make this part of like integrate this work into your regular life. So it's not like, oh, well, I'm, you know, following my plan most of the time. But you know, when we have that, you know, those special meals together, or some sort of picnic or family reunion or whatever, like that's when it all goes out the window. And there's nothing I can do about it. And so a friend of mine who's actually Latina, she had said, she's like, oh, you know, sometimes like the aunties, they just it's like, there's no saying no, like, you know, like the food is, <laughs> you know, you have to eat it. And I, I just thought it was such a nice opportunity for us to have that conversation about like, but what do you really do? So we're going to talk about it within like through the lens of Latin culture and your background, anybody listening who has maybe got a different background or something, I think, you know, is I want to just encourage them to be thinking about what are the, like the through lines, like what, what are the commonalities that are also going to be tools that will really help, you know, help you, even if, you know, some of the specific things you're talking about aren't exactly what applies to them. And, and I do just want to say that I think some things are different. Different, but like, I think that there, I was saying to you before, I'm like, I think we all, all of us struggle in some ways, like, you know, it, it, there's, it, so I think everybody's going to get a lot out of us. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely happens in the Latin culture, but in all like the other cultures and even in the American culture, like there's still, you know, moments that are so centered around food. And if you don't partake, like there are a lot of feelings and a lot of thoughts involved there. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So, so let's, you know, start talking about Latin culture. Like what are certain kinds of, you know, times when eating can be more of a challenge? Well, the way that I grew up, so my parents are from Colombia and there was a lot of like visiting family, you know, even like unannounced, <laughs> like you would just kind of like visit people and then plus like holidays and parties and, you know, invitations and things like that. And to start off, it, it's it's almost like something about being well-mannered, like about, you know, being polite and being respectful that if you go to someone's home and they offer you something, then you have to accept the offer. And so, and generally that's like, you know, some sort of food, some sort of drink. And then what comes up for a lot of people is like this obligation that now I need to like eat this food. I need to consume this because it was given to me. And if I say no, this is going to be disrespectful. And so that's kind of like the basis of this like idea is that there is like, you know, you want to be polite, you want to show respect and you want to, you know, accept the offer that's being given to you. And that the only way to show like your appreciation is to like eat this thing or to drink whatever it is that they're giving you. And so that's kind of like how I grew up is like being taught that. Is like, you definitely want to go to someone's house and show them that you have manners and be polite and say yes. And thank you. And like, 
take the thing that they're giving you. <laughs> and you're like representing the family too. Like as a child, you're, you're right. Like your parents are like, listen, you better behave and act in this way, which is really just another way that we're taught when we're young to ignore our body signals, right? Like you need to eat this, whether you're hungry or not, like whether your body needs food right now, isn't relevant and, and PS ignore it and, and, you know, chew this up and swallow it regardless. (laughs) So are there circumstances where it's considered acceptable to not drink it or eat it? I'm like, well, obviously if you're allergic, they'd be okay (laughs) with it. Right. Like if you can't. Yeah. I think if it was like some dramatic thing that you could say that like, no, I'm allergic to this food and people will probably be like, Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Let's find something something else. else, You know? Yeah. (laughs) And so what happens though, is that we get into this mode in our minds where we think that there is no other way. Like I'd literally have to like lie my way out of like, you know, eating this food at this party or this event, you know? But, you know, there are so many other ways that you can handle the situation that, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, disrespectful. Like it all depends on like how you think about it and how you approach it. Right. So the people who tend to struggle more, how do you think they're thinking about it? Like what are common thoughts that get people into trouble? Yeah. And by trouble, I mean eating mm -hmm. food that they don't really want to eat (laughs) or maybe they want to eat it, but they know it doesn't serve their body very well. Exactly. A lot of the thoughts come from like this. Well, it creates a sense of obligation, really. So the thoughts are like, you know, they're going to feel bad. Like, I don't want them to feel bad. Or like, I don't want to seem disrespectful. Or actually, I don't want them to think I'm rude. Like, it usually it just it's all sort of like the same sort of like vein of wanting to, you know, be polite, not be disrespectful. The other thing that tends to come up is like, you're thinking about them and like, how much time they spent preparing the food. Like, oh, but they cooked this meal for me. If it's a family member and you're going over to their house, you haven't seen them in a while. And maybe they cooked something special that they don't cook all the time. And so it's like, oh, when I, every time I go there, she likes to make this particular meal and she spent time doing it. And you want to show appreciation that they spent this time doing it. And so it's essentially, it's like all of these stories that we're creating in our mind. And it, what, the thoughts do is that they fuel this sense of obligation. Like now I need to eat this food. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then you feel like you feel like you have no other choice. That's what I've heard a lot of. And I've had this experience too, where it's easy to just believe, well, I have to eat it. Like there's literally no other option. And, you know, that's a very disempowering place to be, right? (laughs) You know, then you just are like, well, and and especially right, like you do something like that. And then, you know, it can be hard to get right back on plan again. Even if you do eat it, it can be hard to get back on plan again. It can be the, the start to like the beginning of the unraveling of what you, you know, any kind of progress or results that you've created for yourself. Yeah. And it worse just comes, if you're like, yeah. yeah, if it's like a bunch of like events stringed along, like, oh, then it's like my aunt's birthday and then it's my cousin's birthday. And then you're like, forget it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. This is never going to work. This isn't it's possible for someone like me. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so it's interesting when you think about that, because so much of it is like, you know, thinking that the actions we take determine how other people feel right? Like I have to eat this food, 
you know, or I have to like say certain things or act a certain way so that someone else can feel something. And what we know is that that's not actually how it works, right? <laughs> like our actions don't determine other people's feelings, their own thoughts create their feelings. I think it's just important to recognize that. I think sometimes people hear that and they think, so what, you just are, you just do whatever you want and it's just some other person's problem, whatever they feel, like you just don't care how other people feel. And that's of course not what we're saying. We're just recognizing that you're not actually in charge of that. So, you know, what you're basically doing is you're trying to manipulate a situation, you know, to try to encourage someone to think or feel a certain way, which you really have no control over anyway, which we know of, like we have evidence that, you know, like a lot of the time when we people please people, it works, but not always. Like we know that like sometimes we, you know, did our best to make them happy and it's, it's just not possible, right? Like they just, for whatever reason, aren't. It works like, you know, against us because we like people pleasing so much and it's almost like we're training them to act a certain way around us. So if like you go over to your family's house and you're like, yes, give me all this food. And you just keep saying yes. Well, now they say like, oh, every time she comes here, she eats this thing. She loves blah, 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 whatever thing I make. Yeah. Like, let's make sure we have that for her. Right. <laughs> you know? That's a really totally good point. <laughs> you're like training <laughs> my, them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because really in what's happening when they're offering you food is that they're also trying to fulfill something for themselves. Like they want to be polite. They want to show you that you're welcomed in their home. And so, you know, they're going to find all the ways to do that for you. And so, and along with that, we have to remember that it's possible that, you know, they might not even care if you actually eat it. Like for them, it might just be like the act of making the food, of serving something for you, of having something for you, whatever it is. And then they feel good already, you know, just doing that. Like that's possible. But when we're going in there with like our blinders on thinking like, oh no, I have to say yes, there's no other way. Then, you know, we're not even open to the possibility that you can just, you know, say, you know, no, thank you. And that might be okay. But we're like so caught up in like this, like fear of like, that the relationship, something's going to happen, you know, like they're not going to, you know, be okay with you turning down the food or like, they're going to be upset with you. Like you're compromising the relationship somehow, or you're so worried that they're going to think a certain way about you when you say no. So you're like manipulating the situation, like you mentioned. So, right. Right. Yeah. And that's a really good point. Cause also, you know, they might be just as happy with you ooing and awing over the food and like, tell me all about it. This looks amazing. Oh my gosh. Hours you spent on this. You are, you spoil us, you know, like, like all of the, the like verbal attention and love, like it might not even have to go to the point of actually eating it. But so here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking though, I'm like, I could hear, I could just like hear someone's objection right now. And they're like, no, but you don't understand. Like my sister or my cousin or whoever, like tried to say no. And then it was like World War III. And so I'm pretty confident that like, that's not the case here and that they really want me to eat this food. And so uh, what I, I'm just curious what your thoughts are and, and what you, you know, how you offer ideas. Cause of course we talk so much about thoughts and helping our clients to, you know, come up with the best solution for them. But I think sometimes we just need some ideas 
of like, but what could I actually try? Like, we just haven't really thought about it. I was telling you before, like, I like to think of it as like, there's infinite solutions. There's like no limit to the number of solutions, not even like ways to try, but like actual solutions, like things that would work. (laughs) And so that's the case. All we have to do is find like one or two. And, you know, it might take a little experimentation to figure out what's, you know, most alignment with us and just what's, you know, going on around us. I like to think of it, though, as that like saying no is only one of your options. You can still take food, but you don't have to eat it. It's like if you think about the whole process, like someone, you know, prepares the food, then they serve the food, then you receive the food. And then what you do with the food is usually up to you at that point, you know. So, so anyway, I, I, I'll just say a few things of like ideas that I have, and then I'll let you fill in the rest. So, so I was telling you, you know, before, like one of the times that I felt like I got really skilled at this idea of like, kind of like tricking people into think that I was consuming things was when I was pregnant and I was tricking friends who were big into wine into thinking that I was drinking the wine. Like it was kind of like a fun little game that my husband and I played together where I'm like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Oh my gosh, it. you made a game out of it. <laughs> we like made a little game. Like how long can we keep them in the dark? You know, like, can we, can I really convince people that I'm drinking when I'm not drinking? And so you can, you know, being pregnant is a great reason, but sometimes we also just don't want to drink for any number of reasons. And so, and sometimes to go through the whole thing of explaining why you're not drinking, it might just be more than you want to share. You just, it's just feels too sensitive or you don't really want to crowdsource everyone's opinion about whether you're drinking or not, like right in that moment or whatever, you know? And so this may or may not, you know, if you're someone to like, if the wine's in front of you, you're going to drink it regardless, like maybe this isn't a great option, but we kind of came up with this whole way of like, we kept our glasses like near one another. And then like, you know, he would grab mine and I would move it over here. And like, overall, he was like drinking <laughs> two glasses oh my gosh. of red wine. <laughs> you know? Wow. And then, you know, you can usually leave like a half glass and people like won't even really say anything or whatever. That's so true. my point Or is, like at some point in the night, no one's paying attention. No one's paying attention anymore. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's yeah. like already on to the next thing or had enough wine that they're, you know, really on to the next thing. So So I, that's just one example, but like food can be very similar, like where people are like, Hey, you know what, you know, I, or I made this, like, think of it's like grandma who's like, Oh, you know, here, this is big piece of cake. And you're like, thank you so much. And then, you know, you just like put it down for a second. You know what? I'm just going to run to the bathroom quickly. Like you put it down, like you can create a little separation. You go to the bathroom, then you're talking to so-and-so you come back and get your, your plate, maybe use your fork and you break it up a little, like move things around a little, you know, our kids are like masters at trying to make their plates look like they've eaten something like we can do the same thing, you know, (laughs) you know, and then, and then you just kind of move it around. Like, Oh, what do you think? Isn't it amazing? You're like, Oh my God, so good. She did it again. This cake. I just can't even with this cake. And you, you know, like you didn't actually eat it. So you might be like, oh, but I'm lying. Well, are you lying though? Like, you know, what's also lying is like lying to yourself about, you know, yeah, I want to eat this when you don't really, you know, like, I just think there's, there's, it's kind of like a fun, a fun thing of like, you know, oh, did you know, have you, have you uh, tried the food yet? No, I'm, I'm about to, I'm going to in a minute. And then later they're like, did you have the food? I did. It was so good. And you never ate it. And I, to me, myself, I don't think there's any, I don't find this to be out of integrity at all because, you know, other people are trying to impose their desires on my body and I'm just choosing not to 
go along with those if they're not in alignment with what my body is signaling to me that it wants or what I know best serves it. So I think that that can be a way if you really are like saying no is not an acceptable option. I think there are other ways that things can be kind of, you know, you can be a little surreptitious in how you (laughs) like make it all work. And then, you know, if someone's like focusing on you and how much food you're eating or whether you had enough or you should have more, you change the subject ask them about themselves and what's going on with that. And I know you had that job interview. How did it go? Like, like the minute it's on the attention's on you and the food, you like change the subject and talk about something else. And and then it's like a fun little game. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let me see. I like the idea of making it a game. Yeah. Like how, how else can I do this? But you know what? It's funny when you, if you think of it that way, like, how can I make this as a game? Like it really sets your mind on the hunt for like, these other possibilities of how can I, you know, get through this evening and, you know, not eat the things that I don't have planned. Like it is possible. Like, and if saying no really freaks you out, or if you're just like, like, absolutely not, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take the food. I'm going to accept it. You know, you don't have to eat it all. Right. Exactly. At all. (laughs) At all. Right. Well, and and so here's another thing that I think can be really useful because there's, you know, someone that I coached not that long ago was one of our clients or she was from Indian descent. And she was like, I'm going to be going home, seeing my parents for the first time. in like, you know, over a year with COVID and everything. And, you know, every time I go there, my mom makes these special, you know, biscuits and chai tea. And like, it's like, this is just such a thing. And like, I know, you know, normally I'd go and I'd like completely have a ton of it. It'd be way too much. And she was like, she kind of knew that saying no, like, wasn't going to work for her. Like maybe her parents would be okay about it, but she was just like, like, I want to actually have it. You know, I think a big thing to work on too, is like, can you go and enjoy the heck out of that one biscuit and that one cup of chai and let that be enough instead of it being like, I have to have all of it until I'm stuffed. Like this is my chance. And same with like, you know, family members making special things or holidays or things like that. Like can't, sometimes I think our work is going, you know what, I'm not going to just like inhale this because it's my opportunity to have it. It's instead like my job is to, you know, really savor it, get all the pleasure I can out of an amount that is in alignment with my goals. And, and that might take some practice, you know, do you find that too? Like people are like, you know, they think they all want to like, everybody wants to be like, I want the right answer and I want it to work the first time and every time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you could definitely like decide ahead of time how you're going to handle it. Basically overall decide ahead of time, how you're going to handle it. And that could mean that you do, you know, eat some of it but you like are saying, I'm just going to have this one and I'm going to enjoy it. Like I am going to sit, like if it's, you know, chai with your mom, like I'm going to sit and enjoy this moment with my mom and share a cup of chai with her. Like, yes. Or like for me, it would probably be like coffee in the morning with my mom when I go visit her. Like, yes, we're going to sit down and have breakfast together. But does that mean that I need to like continue eating every single thing that she offers me? Like, no, like I can say no. Yeah. You don't have to overeat it, right? You yeah. don't have to overeat it. Exactly. You can just say like, yes, I'll have this one thing and that, in, and that's okay. Like you can definitely do that. So the other thing that I was thinking of is when you were talking about a game was sometimes we're invited to family events where there's like, almost like a, like a buffet situation where we still feel like we're obligated to eat because we were invited 
but no one's paying attention like at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> so kind of like notice when like your brain is like, you know, fixated on this idea that, you know, just because you were invited, you need to like partake. Like, no, you actually don't. And you can pick and choose what works for you or not eat at all. Like it's up to you. You can totally do that. You know, yeah. I wonder if sometimes when people struggle with that, it's kind of like, again, coming from childhood, it's just like, you know, this is what we've always done. So this is just what we do. Or like, it might not even be like a conscious thought about thinking like, well, I was invited, so I should eat this food. Or they went to the trouble to have all this for us. Like, this is what they expect of me. Like actually recognizing like, oh, interesting. That's what I actually believe when maybe on a more conscious level, we don't believe it. We're like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But if we still find ourselves like, you know, magnetized to the buffet and we can't, <laughs> we can't walk away or we feel like we're, we plan not to eat, but then we're still eating. Maybe it's worth it to look at some of those beliefs about what does it mean to be a guest who doesn't eat the food at the party? Like, what do I think that means about me or my family or anything like that? Yeah. And is it truly being disrespectful? Like what, what would it look like if I was actually going to be disrespectful in someone's home? Like, is it just not eating this food? Like, and we could just kind of like question that. Like, what if that's not true? What if I can be like appreciative about, you know, appreciative for the time that they spent cooking or the thing that they made and just like really honestly, like look at them and say like, thank you so much. This looks yeah. so delicious. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I think you're right though, because like who decides what's disrespectful? Mm -hmm. Like we even know culturally, right? Like what's considered in like traditional American culture, what's considered rude is not considered rude in other cultures and vice versa. And so, you know, it really is just a concept that culturally, you know, sort of there's like kind of this, this sort of like generalized acceptance of what's considered disrespectful or not. But then even within that, like you still get to pick, there's always like a range. You know, like, uh, you know, like if people take it to, you know, more conservative or maybe more liberal with it, like back and forth with that. I think that's actually such a good point to just think of like, what would I have to do for me to really know that I was being disrespectful? And if that's it, and I'm not doing those things, then it could be that I'm actually being respectful, <laughs> even if I'm not chewing up food and swallowing it. And then, yeah, working through that. It's so easy to be like, well, what am I supposed to do? Never go see my family. Like we want to change this, you know, the surroundings. Like I just can't be around this food instead of recognizing like, no, all, all you really need to do is just evaluate what you're thinking is around it and your belief system around it. Yeah. What do you think about the idea? Like this works particularly well with desserts. But you're like, you could just say no. I'm like, there's other things you could do too. <laughs> we're both right. <laughs> so one other thing that I think can be helpful, especially when you really, again, kind of feel like saying no is going to create like a thing, you know what I mean? Like amongst whoever, you know, the family members are or whatever is saying, you know what? I'm actually, I'm just stuffed. Like whether you are or not, right? Like I'm totally stuffed. I, I really just, I can't right now. Sometimes I would think of it as like, if I ate that, I wouldn't even be able to enjoy it. And you put so much work into it that it deserves to be enjoyed. So what I would love to do is wrap that up and take it home with me and have it later. And I mean, you can do that with main, you know, regular food too, but it's just kind of like thinking about like, you know, theoretically you've already eaten regular food and then now there's even more. And what I, I've tested this, you know, a few different times 
where people are like, oh, did you get food? Or, you know, it's like obvious that I'm not having the thing that everyone else is having. And I have sometimes just said things like, oh, I had a late lunch or I'm just really not hungry right now. And like, people are like fine with that. You know, like people don't want you to be sick or ill or like actively uncomfortable. And so, you know, if, if the, if the, if it comes down to like, if the food pusher is so strong and it's like your grandma and you, she's going to like start sobbing, if you don't take, you know, something that's just like, okay, like you can just, you know, bring your own container or just say, you know, I would love to wrap this up. And then whether you eat it later or not is up to you, you know, maybe you plan for it, have it, or maybe you give it to someone else, or maybe you throw it out. But sometimes I think it's just the sheer acceptance of the food and the taking it with you that those people are wanting. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up the container and taking home food, because if anything, like we love sending food home with people. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you could, that is absolutely another, you know, possibility is that just to be like, actually not right now. Like that's one, you know, if they say, Hey, you know, the food is ready, go ahead, go serve yourself. You can just say like, not right now in a little bit. And then in a little bit, in a little bit, and then at, to the point where like no one's paying attention anymore. And then, you know, they assume you've eaten by that point. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, like you said, like, I'm actually a little bit, you know, full right now, or, you know, I'm not that hungry, but can I take some home? And then, oh my gosh, like whip right. out the, the containers, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like how much do you want? And right. they'll probably serve you and like, so they'd be happy to send you home with food. And then it's like up to you what you do with the food when you take it home. That is definitely another option that you can just, you know, you're showing appreciation still and you're saying, yes, you know, like I'll take some home, but you know, not right now. I'm not going to eat it right now. Right. Yeah. And I think it's just like, these are the ideas that come to you when you're like, there's so many different ways to work through this. Like if there's infinite ways, then I, there's no way I thought of them all. Right. Cause I, I know what's easy to like the way I used to think was like, well, I thought of two things and neither is going to work. So I guess I just have to eat it. You know what I mean? Like very, very like poor me, very, you know, kind of sad story. And also, you know, putting blame on others, right? Like, because they are the way they are, I have to eat this food when hundred percent, not true at all. You know, yeah. we tend to think like that with like the people who like push the food with like, you know, sarcasm, like, Oh, you're not going to eat. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just thinking of like, you know, in my family, they'll say one family member, it's like, Oh, but I made this thing. You're not going to have that. And you say, no, thank you. And they're like, what about this? No, thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're not going to eat that. Hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, you might say no a couple of times, you know, but again, like this is how they start to like understand like who you are and what you value. And at some point they may be trying to like push food on you. It's possible because we also tend to think like, this is it. Like what you said, like they're just really pushy and I'll never be able to go there or, you know, forget it. I'll just have to eat because that one particular family member likes to make commentary. But like, if you are able to, you know, employ some of these like different strategies, like at some point, like they may just stop trying. Right, right, <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. This may take a little bit more effort with these particular, you know, family members, but it really is more about them. It's like what they're thinking in their mind. Right. 
Exactly. It's really on them. When we take responsibility for what their thoughts and feelings are, and it starts really, well, basically when their thoughts and feelings, like their experience becomes more important than ours, then of course it makes sense that we're self-sabotaging. We're going against what we promised ourselves. Like when we talk about that relationship with ourselves and strengthening that, you know, when we're prioritizing, you know, somebody else's emotions and believing that we think, you know, that we actually have control over them. We by default are just saying, and what I think doesn't matter, you know, how I feel and my experience here doesn't matter. I'm going to sacrifice myself for the sake of the other person. And we might be like, well, you know, but sometimes I'm willing to do that. But I just think it's good to question all of it. Like, but what if you, what if everybody could win? You get to, you know, follow your plan, do what's best in your own, you know, body and mind's best interest. And you get to be an amazing guest. You get to be around these people that you love or at least tolerate, depending on your relationship with your family. Depending on whose house you're going to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. You know, and, and, you know, so it, it, you get to enjoy being there. You get to, you know, be respectful and all of that. And like everybody ends up winning. Like that, those are the solutions we want to we want to look for. Now, of course, right. There are certain people that we know, like if I say those things, it's like really likely that, you know, she's going to be upset or, you know, something like that. So that's when I'm like, then we start getting creative. Like, well, let's just try some other things or like what you're saying, like, oh, so you're not going to eat. Like, it could just be like, well, not right now. I think I'm, I'm going to circle back later or like, you know, just kind of deferring, deferring. I think this is actually Alcoholics Anonymous, I think that part of their deal is kind of that same thing where like you get there, get to a party and the first thing they want to do is offer you a drink. And you're just like, you know what, Um, I'm going to get one, but just in a little bit, like not quite now. Thanks so much, but I'll get one in a little bit. Right. And then like, then circling back around, like, oh, do you want a drink? You know, I just had one. I'm good right now. Like it's all these like, you know, kind of deferral tactics, you know? And, and cause I just think of, I mean, (laughs) we can argue as to why we believe that overeating food is, you know, so much more socially acceptable <laughs> than, than alcohol, you know, question all of that, right? question <laughs> all of it, but you know, it's, it's a personal, it's a personal journey. And just like, you know, you may not want to be like, you know what? Cause I'm an alcoholic is why I'm not drinking. That's why, you know, or like, you may not want to really get into, you know, why you're drinking what you're drinking or not drinking. I think it can be, you know, we can feel sometimes pretty vulnerable or sensitive about food as well. And that's why I think it's good to have other, like have your mind open to other options besides just the simple, like, no, I can't have it. I'm on a diet. I'm not eating that right now. Like you're always welcome to say those things. I personally have found that, you know, when I'm like, oh, I'm not eating that, like all that tends to do is draw even more attention. Yeah. And, more and if you're not ready and more, like explain, if you're not ready, yeah, yeah. you might have really yeah. regretted saying that. <laughs> you know? like, Cause then comes more questions. Yeah. Cause you're like, oh, because of this, oh, what, what are you doing? And then they start to yeah. question what you're doing. And then they oh, go, oh, gosh, I could never do something else. That's like always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. But then, and then like what I like what you had said earlier about like sort of like giving them more value to like their feelings and then we're not paying attention to what we need. And so the one thing that I like to think of is like, I don't want to give into someone else. And in the meantime, I'm giving up on myself. Like, that's what I'm like. I, that's the one thing that I don't want to do. And if I think of it that way, then it's like, whatever reason that I have for not eating is valid. Yes. Like, like we don't want it. it to be where the other person wins and we lose. We want to figure out a way so that everybody's winning. 
you know, like we're, we're getting to show up how we want to, we are able to give to the other people in the best way that we can given the circumstances. And also we're in alignment with what is in our own best interest. I, I just, I think that that really ultimately is the key thing. Cause I think everybody's going to have their like, yeah, but you don't understand, mm-hmm. you know, you don't understand <laughs> what, what, you know, my grandma's like, or things like that. And I think that like the, the way to look at this is no matter what, there's a solution. There's actually infinite solutions. There's so many solutions. Try some different things and see, see how other people respond. See how you feel when you go through that experience. Like what's your experience of it? And then tweaking and changing. Like we definitely don't want it to be like, oh, well, while I'm losing weight, I can't see any family. Like that's never going to work. Certainly not if you want to keep that weight off. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> and like looking at it, like taking every opportunity of every like invitation or event or holiday or whatever with family to like try something new, like you said, like maybe today I'll go in there and I'll, you know, accept the food and then I'll like put it down somewhere. Or, you know, if that didn't work, you know, I'll try something else next time. I'll try something else next time. Like just keep trying different ways. So you find the way that that feels good for you and that works. Totally. Yeah. Like the more parties, the better, right? Like you, cause you need reps, like you need to like experiment and like, well, this works when I go to this person's house, but let, now let me try it at this different kind of event and see what happens there. And, and then it, the reason why this is so important then is because this is real life, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. events and family and parties and all this stuff like this is real life. And so if you want to solve your overeating problem for good, you have to find solutions to all these things. There's the regular day-to-day. And of course that's very important. And then there's all the other little things, just like you have to figure out how to do vacation and how to make that work. Like this is the exact same thing. And the best way to do it is to practice, just experiment. So good. Well, Sonia, thank you so much. Thanks for joining me. Thank Thanks for you. sharing all your wisdom. This was and fun. If, I enjoyed it. Oh, good. And if somebody is interested in coaching with you, they should come on into the Weight Loss for Doctors Only program. That's where they can find you a professional coach for doctors. That's what you are. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. (laughs) That's you. All right. Thanks so much, Sonia. All right. Thank you. Ready to start making progress on your weight loss goals for lots of free help. Go to KatrinaUbelMD.com and click on free resources. Uh